Yeah, I, I'm Jackson. I have zero experience with carpentry. I studied at a school for historic preservation in Boston and learned about how things were built you know, 250 years ago. There's a long way to go. I'm nowhere near the top. Not that I thought I was, but there's so much more to do out there. Yeah, welcome back to Passion for Craft Podcast. We're, uh, we are here talking about why your house is made of cardboard. <laughs> no, we're talking about some building materials, and uh, I think you'll see that statement's a little more true than you think it is. Yeah, scary, scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, just diving right in, we're uh, Passion for Craft Podcast. Uh, my name's Jackson Hole. I play the role of the apprentice here. Um, I don't really know much about craft, uh, but these guys do. They're the experts. Well, my name is Richard, and I have a business here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area just as a uh, finished carpenter, and I also share everything that I do on my YouTube channel, Finish Carpentry TV, and been doing a lot of those videos lately uh, on jobs with Brent. Yeah, and I'm Brent Hull. I have a millwork company and a building company in Fort Worth and uh, Richard works for us. He's a great craftsman and so I play the role as the master builder. And so this idea of this master journeyman apprentice, kind of these three levels of of learning that uh, that none are bad, they're all good. And so just different levels. Well, we're jumping in today. Uh, so building materials. Uh, I recently built a bench. Um, it was awesome. <laughs> I used... Uh, no one's fallen down or hurt themselves. No, no one's fallen down or hurt themselves. I do think uh, the plywood that I used for the the tops of the bench because it's like a it's a storage bench have started to warp, uh -oh. um, and I don't know if I need to just full on replace them or what. Uh, I specifically did not use MDF uh, for those parts because. I told you not to. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to say something like, I'm smart. But no, I called him and was like, what do I do? So I didn't use MDF for that, but I did use MDF siding for the, the edges of it. Um, but yeah, so it's it's little plywood action. I think it's the paint and people sitting on it that's causing it to just slightly bend upwards. Um, You're going to we'll look see. back on this bench and go... <laughs> What was I thinking? I can't wait. I remember there's some things I built early in my career, like the door that Richard loves to remind me of, that you're just like, what was I doing? What door is that? The, the doors that, first first big job I had was the Grapevine Depot in, yeah. in Grapevine, Texas. And uh, Shout out. a friend of mine got this, got this job. He said, you can build the doors. Okay. So the architect had specified yellow pine. What he meant was longleaf yellow pine, which is what a historical wood, but you can't get longleaf yellow pine anymore. So I went to Home Depot, or I might have gone to Teague, and I got three-quarter inch, one-by-five yellow pine doors, yellow pine boards, and glued them and screwed them together. <laughs> wow. And they warped like a mother and just, you know. <laughs> I ended up replacing them like two years later, three years later. This, they did not get out of the warranty period. Where do you get yellow, long-leaf long yellow pine? You have to get it from special dealers. Most, most of the time it's salvaged from buildings and barns and different things like wood. that. It's reclaimed wood. Cool. You learned a hard lesson on that one because <laughs> you paid for material twice. I did. You, you went, not that you really knew at the time, but you went with an inferior building product and ended up having to replace it which is what a lot of people do. Yeah, I mean, if you compare, you know, building materials today versus like 1920 and 1900, so 100 years in building materials, what's happened, what's changed? And so, you know, one, talking about trim and talking about MDF, MDF is medium density fiberboard, okay? So it's basically glue and sawdust. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. So it, it makes is, me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh and, and and people like it because it doesn't you know, they'll use it for cabinet door panels because it doesn't expand or contract. Um, unfortunately they use it for a lot of moldings, okay, which it's it's just hard dust. And and so it is. Yeah. And it's just it's just and you know, hundred years ago everything was solid material. Everything was a natural material. It was you know, they didn't even really use plywood very much in the nineteen twenties. So it was everything was solid wood. Yeah, and the MDF, um, I've, I feel like I've been lied to for like my whole career because I was I've been using this stuff for a yeah. long time. I just recently stopped using it like over the last two years, and um, it's just a it's just a crappy building material. It's just cheap, fast, available. Um, there's a lot of people who argue benefits for it, which we can get into. But one of the things that jumped into my mind was you said you can't screw into it. You know, one of the so when we attach MDF moldings mm-hmm. to houses, we're shooting it with the nail gun. Well, the problem is because it's such a dense product, it's those sawdust fibers are just packed glued in. and packed and resin. Whenever you shoot that nail into it, that material doesn't displace. It doesn't have anywhere to go, so the material just puffs up. So you get it's this called mushrooming. Yeah, mushrooming, volcanoing, the dimples that you see. So if you look at like a, a some MDF work, you know, that's yeah. been shot um, like multiple times with the nail it's like gun. It has acne in the right light. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's hideous. It's like not a smooth surface. Yeah, it it tells you right away this is this is not quality. You mm-hmm. know, it just looks bad, and I see that all the time. I was about to say you work in trim park carpentry, mm-hmm. not framing. Uh, <laughs> which, if you were to explain to an apprentice what. Uh, trim carpentry is what would that be so trim carpentry is my the thing i'm passionate about yeah. it's to me what makes the house a home mm-hmm. because it's all the fine details the architectural details you're highlighting with pieces of molding yeah. so you're installing as a trim carpenter you're installing crown moldings coffered ceilings base moldings casings um chair rails wainscots I mean, and, and trim carpenters would also sometimes install cabinets they mm-hmm. do stairs uh, built-ins they would you know build mantles yeah so all the pretty beautiful stuff you see in a house yeah stuff trim, that's trim supposed the whole purpose of this item you're putting in is to look beautiful mm-hmm. so if it looks like it has acne all over it it's like <laughs> it looks oh really that's a beautiful. that's a contradiction this is supposed to look real pretty but it's got all this these dents and dings in it mm-hmm. and really through no fault of the installer they're shooting it with the nail gun yeah I mean a, a painter can sand it down a little bit but uh, it's just a lot of um, you know prep work that goes into it. So you may be saving material up front or money up front on the material, but the painter's going to be there for multiple more hours. Yeah, um, you really don't, and you end up with an inferior-looking product. Yeah. So uh, it's something that really just frustrates me because I've done it for so long, and I've seen all like the bad sides of it. You know. Yeah. And then and then you know I'll tell you guys a little story, but. Um, there's a guy that works for Windsor One, Dave Rogers, and he reached out to me. I never met him or anything. He's, he said, hey, I saw some of your videos. You know, I'd like to give you a molding bag of our stuff. Yeah. So met up with him. Uh, he took me and my wife out uh, to dinner, and he's, like, talking to me about the products. You know, he's like, you should really check this stuff out and, like, see what you think of it. Yeah. So we we go. We, I open up this molding bag, and I just felt like an, an epiphany because I'm looking at these things and they're so 
precision cut mm. from the knives. So the way moldings are made, they run yeah. them through a mill and there's knives that cut them that you can see like 90 degree edges on these things. Wow. So with, with, with um, MDF, you'll never get that because it's such a soft material that'll just can't crumble. Hold, it can't hold sharp edges. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like looking at this, I'm like, like I've been lied to my whole <laughs> life. Like I've been, this is beautiful. Like this is crazy. And the reason you want those, yeah. those sharp edges is because when you install that, that material, it, it, it catches light, it catches shadow lines, and yeah. it just looks proper and perfect. A lot of mill operators, and, and, and look, here's, here I'm gonna be another 90% thing, maybe even more than that. I would say that, that the, by far the majority of moldings on the market today are, are bad, okay? Bad in that they're rolled over edges, they're fat, mm-hmm. they're muddy, they, they don't really, they don't express and communicate. Whole idea with the molding is that it communicates what you're looking at. Why do we do it that way? Because that's the way we used to do it. That everything that we do is learning from the past. Mm-hmm. And when I helped Windsor with those molding lines, it was it was like, what should we do? I said the very first thing is make sure you have clear, crisp edges on your molding so you can read your molding. Mm-hmm. And when those things are rounded over, it just looks like mud. And it's just and that just, was that's muddied moldings. That's, that's what you're that would about. be muddied moldings. Okay. And so just uh, it's not clear. It's not expressed <laughs> yeah. well. People will talk about uh, the classical language, classical moldings being a language. Yeah. Okay. Well, what does that mean? Well, it communicates. It tells you what you're looking at, and, and you can see it. And so, MDF moldings because they're flat and 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 they lose life. Uh-huh. And so, look, we're talking about a, a eighth of an inch, sixteenth of an inch. Yeah. But it matters. It matters. Yeah. Right, this is a federal yeah. molding. That is a Greek revival molding. How do you know? Because those there is because a clear is. differentiation between <laughs> this back band and this back band, right. and that sharp edge and this kind of uh, scotia here, here that it they they look different, and so they communicate. Right, yeah. they are communicating, and so that's and no what matter we're how about. hard you try, you will not get that in an MDF. Yeah, you just won't. It'll it, just so it'll have like an outline in an MDF molding, but it just won't be as like well defined as this is. It's like a shadow of that, like a, a very just not silhouette. A good yeah, mm-hmm. silhouette. That's so interesting. You know, we're talking about MDF, talking about you know products a hundred years different. What's happening today is that moldings are, because of the big box stores, because of HGTV, because of these things, uh, there are a lot of homeowners that want to do this themselves, right? And a lot of products are being made to be installed by the homeowner as opposed to needing a craftsman to install and to build. I mean, that's me, right? I'm the DIY guy who's going to this, whatever, the stores and just going, hey, that looks kind of cool. Or, or they'll have a class that they'll teach you how to tile your bathroom, right? Uh-huh. And so, yes, you can learn to be to tile your bathroom in a 30-minute Home Depot class. Yeah. But that doesn't make you a master tile person, mm-hmm. right? There's, there's the, the art and, the, and, and, and laying up in different meetings and using different backgrounds and use, being able to cut different things. It is just, it is, you know, this entry-level thing and then mastery yeah. is up here and most people get to about right here. Yeah. And, and they never really achieve this. Like mm-hmm. 20% of the way for audio listeners. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. new to this podcast. Thing. Also, the I, I'm confused because basically uh, it sounds like a little bit of a discouraging message to the guy like me, right? It sounds like the, the message Why is... Why is that just, discouraging? Well, it sounds like hire a builder. Hire, you can't do it yourself. Hire a builder, which 
I agree. I can't do it myself without proper instruction. But ideally, the way that this show is well, working, so, but, right, but, is but, to but get. But what, what happens is here's the problem with that, and mm -hmm. I and I hear what you're saying. Yeah. But when tile, okay, or wood floors are made to snap in place, mm -hmm. okay, or even uh, siding on the house is made to clip together, okay. Yeah. Um, we're talking about the, the passion for craft. There, there's no craft there. That mm -hmm. is assembly, okay? Yeah. And we get mm -hmm. in the bad habit of celebrating installation. Mm -hmm. Oh, look, we installed a door, you know? <laughs> and and yeah. no one's built the door. No one's, no one's you know, put the hardware on the door. No right. one's even painted the door, right? Yeah. And, and when there can be craft at every one of those different levels. And so we celebrate the wrong thing, yeah. right? We're 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 <laughs> <laughs> clapping for yourself. Oh, yay! Well, because previously did it. it would have been for a door. Let's just take a door as an example. Previously, it would have been uh, you get the the styles and you get the rails, right? Good. Mm -hmm. There you go. You're learning. Uh, and then you would inset them like this, and then you would add a panel in between them, and then insert more styles and more rails across, mm -hmm. and and so. That would be like the full, I built a door rather yes. than I installed my own door. Yeah, which you is just built a door. The Ikea mindset, right? Yeah, yeah. you've got pre-hung doors and then you've got like a custom door shop like what uh, Brent and his guys do. But do you think, you, you mentioned Ikea, right? Uh-huh. You know, we've all built Ikea furniture, right? right? And you take those little grommets <laughs> and, and lock everything together, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And, I don't think you could consider that joinery. That that is that is that is. Uh, well, it, it is a it is a modern take. It's a like, it's a very engineered take on joinery, but it's not it's, working. It's not the same craftsmanship. Way. Though. Yeah. It's not craftsmanship. No, no, yeah. by no means. Yeah, and so all these products are made to be installed, and they clip together and snap together, and everything else. And mm -hmm. that we lose craft. Okay, what's the problem with that? Well, we lose craft. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, second part is is that the materials being used are. You know, like MDF, they are, you know, in the last 30 or 40 years, we have begun to manufacture things out of dust and glue. Mm -hmm. I mean, because um, it's cheaper, because it's cheaper. But I don't even know, like cast stone drives me crazy. OK, what is that? Uh, well, there's cut stone, which is where you take limestone and you and, you, and they carve it and cut it just like we do this molding uh -huh. and they cut the stone. And then there's cast stone. The cast stone is you make a mold and you mix up cement and and stone dust and, and pour you pour it, in. it pour it into a mold. Wow. Okay. And they'll say, oh, it's going to last so much longer. <clears throat> it's like this MDF. You, you get these moldings and you get these things that are just that are ugly. And um, they, they if you see them on buildings and the the stone is really dirty, most likely it's it's cast stone because cast stone is this really porous material. It holds all these dirts and everything. Mm. It's just it's a substandard material. Wow. And so today, chipboard, MDF, you know, uh, you know, are are all these glued and, 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 and what's and, chipboard? Is that like MDF but a it's less like particle fun? board? It's like oh, particle okay. board. Yeah, just yeah. kind of like a. You know what OSB is, oriented strand board? It's yeah. like um, people use it for sheathing like and stuff like that. Okay. It's like that, but like a like a interior version, I guess yeah. you yeah. could say, like a finished it just, type. It just bugs me that we don't have any more real materials. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and one thing I'll say that's it's kind of crazy, but I've cut that MDF for so long, mm -hmm. and no matter like what, even if I had a vacuum on or anything, it just irritates my eyes yeah it's it's actually a harmful material it's got formaldehyde in it which is a known carcinogen which yeah. is a which means it causes cancer yeah. 
and it would just like uh, it just irritates me yeah. like causes sinus problems because we're cutting it you know uh-huh. or we're breathing it, it up yeah we're breathing it in a lot of times with an oscillating blade of some sort that's just kicking it right in the air oh yeah well yeah, it's it's bad i mean think about all the off gassing i was just talking about all those yep. those things all, all the off gassing happening in these new houses off gassing what is that well, it's it's when the formaldehyde dries and 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 it and they it emits gas. Okay, the Chinese sheetrock that we were using for a while was actually putting poison into the air and, and decaying wires in a house uh, because it was just full of terrible stuff. And so the the if you don't have real wood floors, you most likely have carpet off gases. You have the the MDF off-gassing plywood off-gassing. You know, all of a sudden you start thinking about some of these houses that are super tight. That could be a really unhealthy environment. Yeah. I'll give something funny real quick. Uh, we were, and I want to get back to that, but. I want to get back to cancer. <laughs> Let me tell you something funny real quick. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, no. I want to get back to cancer as fast as possible. But. We were uh, setting up for a job. We did a lot. We used to do a lot of like uh, direct to homeowner jobs, like where the homeowner's living in the yeah. house and we're doing the, the trim upgrades while they're there. And uh, I'm getting set up. We're cutting this big six and five sixteenths inch MDF crown molding super thick so i'm over there like you know cutting this stuff and there's just like a a ball of sawdust going everywhere and the the lady walks by the homeowner and she's like i love the smell of wood (laughs) i was just like oh me and john just looked at each other and we're like yeah Uh, it's like don't smell this stuff yeah you know not wood yeah we'll do like a big project or we used to do these big projects i want to keep saying that we used to do because i don't use this stuff anymore i'm I'm against it i don't like it Uh so um you know we'd we'd install like a room of wainscot with this mdf stuff yeah and you walk in there after like like it's a two-day three-day job the next day you go in there you're like wow it's it smells bad in here it's yeah. all that that formaldehyde off gassing yeah. and the argument is um you prime it you paint it hey it's it's protected in there like okay but have we used this stuff long enough to really know the side effects of it right. you know i don't think it's going to be like lead or asbestos or anything but it's not good yeah you know but yeah, a lot of times we were just matching what the builders already did, and they're using MDF profiles. So interesting. There we go. We have to match it. So, so a lot of your work is dependent on what the builder before you has done. <clears throat> it used to be. I okay. stopped taking those jobs. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm either gonna have a passion for craft. Why, tell us why you stopped taking those jobs. Well, I met your dad. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that wasn't the answer I was talking about. <laughs> No, I just, um, I'm either going to have a passion for craft or I'm not going to do it at all. Well, but I mean, I, mean I, I guess I heard about those jobs. This is what I wanted to talk about. And and um, I felt like you were treated unfairly on those jobs, right? That that the, the homeowner looked at you like a peon, right? Like and, a, and, yeah. and, and, and didn't respect his craft, didn't mm. respect his skill, didn't respect his knowledge. And, and, and I would tell I say, why would you do, do, put that in? Yeah. Well, you know, they told me that I needed to put that in or whatever you were saying. Yeah. And, yeah, and, I remember so, that. and, and I was like, okay, our job is to lead on this thing. I, I don't, you know, don't do that, that crap on, uh, uh, anymore. So I felt like sometimes a guy in your position isn't treated with the respect that he deserves for the for the craft and the skill that you have and for the knowledge you have Mm. and so they they i don't think they treated you fairly yeah and i think a big part of it was me not communicating what i did know to them you know i would just 
you know, I'm, I, I would just come in and be like, so what do you want to do? And they would just show me a picture from Instagram or Pinterest. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, another geometric accent wall. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, uh, I do got to pay the mortgage. So yeah. yeah, when can we start? No, <laughs> I swear there are thousands of Richards out there oh, who, yeah. who are, who are caught and trapped into that little circle of yeah. thing. And if they could see the opportunity that's out there, then they break away from that stuff and, and find joy again mm -hmm. in the craft of building and, and making things that will last. Yeah. So, okay, talk to me a little bit about uh, some of the building materials that are used and, and aren't used. And I know in the beginning of this, we said that there was cardboard in most people's houses. Where, where would that be found? Because well, where uh, won't it be found? <laughs> really? That prevalent? Yeah, yeah. There's actually, um, so sheathing, which, you know, you frame a house, yeah. two by fours or two by sixes, whatever it's called for, and then you put a sheathing on the house. Um, they use like zip system, you know, just wait. I, I'm sorry. Are we talking about like drywall sheets? No, or? on the outside. On the, the outside. outside skin. Oh, so like plywood, okay. yeah, kind okay. of stuff. Um, and sheathing keeps the house from rock r racking and moving, and so sheathing locks all those studs together and everything else. Yeah. So they actually have cardboard sheathing. Yeah, they like it's actual Those production bills, yeah. And it's about an eighth of an inch thick, and you mm -hmm. can rip it with your hands. Yeah. So you can what? Yeah, you can go up to it. And Realize that if you just leaned up against it, you'd push your you hand would. through it. And yeah, so it, we could do that. It, it, is, it is. <laughs> I'd love to see it's that. It's gross. <laughs> well, it only needs to last until the check cash is yeah. Brent. <laughs> no, I mean, that's true. They, they, those people look and they, they got a one year warranty and they've yeah. got to get past their warranty period. And is so, that for real? So is it, what is standard in home building? It's a one year warranty? Is yeah, that kind one of like year. Typical? One year you can call them for anything. They'll come and fix it. Okay. I'll keep saying this as long as we're talking on this podcast yeah. is it, it comes down to someone wants to make money well someone wants to get rich off building those kind of houses yeah. and the other side of it which is the side we're on is we actually care about what we're doing like it's something that comes from the heart you yeah. care about it you want it to last you want it to look good totally it brings joy to you so i mean that's kind of the two worlds we're talking about the other place you would find cardboard is not as important as you know holding your house up yeah but it's in interior hollow core doors so what? oh uh, yeah that we were talking about that a couple episodes ago yeah so you have tempered hardboard skins that yeah. make up uh interior hollow core doors they're just facades of like the paneling work that you see around us you yeah. know like they're just fake styles and rails imitation it's literally a sheet of thing that is pressed in a hot press mm -hmm. okay and it embosses, it, 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 embosses it, it embosses it, it. Okay. Mm -hmm. and, and it makes it look like there's a panel there. So there's some level of indentation, whether it's yeah. an a sixteenth of an inch or you know whatever. It's yeah. just three eighths or something. Okay. Yeah, oh, it's a little bigger. Yeah. So within those two, those are like the bread of the sandwich, and yeah. then the cardboard is it just sits inside. Is like is the thing that keeps it from pushing together. Right. You know. So um, on the edges of those doors, you have. Uh, particle board so that's where like your lock set screws into yeah. or your or your um, the screws for your hinges because that's going to hold better together better than cardboard <laughs> yeah but still not good <laughs> no, because they, they yeah. did, they, the one I took apart had a wood frame that went around it was about you know three quarters of an inch okay. by one one inch but you had to hit those it. two skins but I think they did that because you have to screw stuff into them like you screwed if you tried to put oh, a hinge okay. in a particle board it would probably come out yeah but they do this 
finger jointed, you know, white pine thing that goes around the outside. So the, the hinges and the lock set are something they can screw to. The one I took apart was MDF around the frame. It was. And then it had oh, part of a little like uh, three inch particle board next to it. So, and then in between the things there's styrofoam. I literally opened this thing up and there's freaking styrofoam right there in the middle of the, and I was like, what is styrofoam doing in this door? <laughs> That's terrible. That's rot not right. Yeah, it's, wow. it is criminal. Like, if you actually care, I mean, it, it'll drive you crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, if you sit there. And that's when I lived in that house. Yeah. I was actually getting into starting to care. This I'm talking about my house before the one I'm in now. Right. If we compared, you know, yeah. 1920 to 2020, yeah. okay, walls were uh, metal lath and, and plaster, mm -hmm. okay? Pier and beam foundations. Most houses are slab foundations today. Mm -hmm. Pier and beam foundations, which are more expensive. Um, slab foundations is a post-World War II kind of thing. It's a cheap way of building. Uh, solid wood construction, sheathing on the outside is three-quarter of an inch, mm -hmm. you know, solid sheathing. Um, you know, hardwood floors on the inside, you know, real tile in a mortar bed. I mean, it, it just, I could go, you know, wood moldings, you know, crowns, beam ceilings, working fireplaces, you know, that was the entry-level house. Yeah. And today... <laughs> You have, you know, that sheathing we were just talking about, <laughs> sheetrock, non-wood yeah. floors, right? Um, it's just it, everything has been cut down. Do you guys think that there is some, like, do you think that the people who are working for advancing are missing the building field? Like, because it, it feels like every new invention thing either takes us away from style and towards functionality or... You know, they're, they're not working in unison anymore. I'm thinking of the, the 3D printed homes. You guys seen those? Like oh, where yeah. they've got the, the concrete <laughs> pourer that just kind of runs along. And I mean, you know, that, that's not going to have great style to it. It's not going to have great. No, I don't think they're missing it. I think within every aspect of life, you have like the diehards, yeah. like the people who are like fundamental about mm -hmm. like, this is the way we do things. You know, like you have that in building, you have that. I mean, people cars. go, yeah, everything. Yeah. There's even in that car community, there's a sticker I see on cars that says, they'll have it like on the back, it says built, not bought. Yeah. Because they're real proud that they built this car. They yeah. didn't just go buy like a new right. F-150 or whatever. I, mean, I built my own computer. I totally yeah. get that. I mean, yeah, you, know, they, you know the intricate details of what's inside of it. You know exactly. And I'm sure it's the exact same thing for a home. When you've got a custom built door, when you've got perfectly done moldings like it makes yeah. sense yeah yeah so i don't think they're missing the boat i just think that mass the masses generally don't care yeah um, it's the waltmartization of our lives right mm -hmm. we, we, we want what did i say waltmart <laughs> <laughs> so, it's sam walton which you know anyway. it's waltmartization yeah thank you thanks for not making that difficult um <laughs> no worries the uh where they where everything is the lowest price mm -hmm. you know and and we expect it, it trains you as a consumer to expect the lowest price yeah and so there's a great book uh, that, I, that i talked about when i wrote my book thomas house in an instant age there's a lady's written this book called ellen rupel shaw i think is her name um she wrote a book called <clears throat> cheap and she basically tells the story of how 
discount culture came about Mm -hmm. and it goes back to the you know the five and dime uh even uh uh, montgomery wars and sears those were the walmart and amazon of the day yeah and how they you know started people shopping and how the whole shopping cart came around that they wanted something bigger so they could put more stuff into it Mm. right so it wasn't about convenience it was about something big that they could put more junk into because our lives are so chaotic and and hard at times we want to win and when we get a deal we feel like we've won Uh and so people are always you know one of our examples they my wife kind of will drive all around around town to try to find the cheapest socks Uh right and it's just like okay the money and time that you've spent trying to get the cheapest socks you know, just buy the good socks <laughs> yeah. and go on down the road and go do five things you could have done if you didn't right. do that. Well, but but then it does build this up because I was thinking about this. Uh, it just when you're buying something like a house, sometimes you, you believe the fallacy that if I spend more money on this thing, it's better all of a sudden. Oh, totally. You know, and so it, it does beg the question of like, how do we practically avoid buying mdf and spending what we would for wood on it like what what are the ways to i i know practically we can identify mdf and just talk no, to our it's, builders it's a great but. question it's like if you buy a uh a 60 inch tv over a 30 inch tv yeah you spend more but you get more right right mm-hmm. how do how do you not how does that happen in building but also but also you can buy a you know 1080p HD TV, or you can buy a 4K TV that are at the exact same, you know, size. One's just a bigger TV, but it's the lower quality. And then one's a smaller TV, higher quality. That one costs more. And the question is, how do you get that in building? Well, in building, how do you know? What do you like? Because I'm I'm buying a house. I'm walking in. What what am I looking for? What are are the things? What are signs of people cheaping out? People going to bed? Just might open a can of worms. Yeah. See what happens. I think you educate yourself. And part of the purpose of this podcast is to educate, you know, mm-hmm. us and or our viewers. And, you know, I'm sure you and I are going to learn stuff, Brent, yeah. learn stuff from us. Like, uh, you know, as a first time home buyer, you don't really know what you're looking at. So you're going to take right. some life experience, you know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, just knowing what what's good and what's not when it comes mm-hmm. to houses. But it's re- and that's the reason why we have to educate our clients because um, they don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean if you're going to go buy a TV, the fact that you even know what the difference between 10K and 4K and whatever those <laughs> things are, you're right? close. To <laughs> you you have educated yeah. yourselves about the TV. <laughs> yeah. So, right? And so the yeah. same thing is true with house. Don't buy a house built in the last 20 years. Okay. Yeah. Or, or maybe even 40 years. Right, that would yeah. be a quick, you know. Don't do this. If you can do that, you've saved yourself all those years of headache. You yeah. know, I, I yeah. totally. So it, now, I, I know we've talked about this question before, but like you guys are very clearly the exception to the rules, right? Where don't buy a house built in the last ten years. Both of you guys have worked on houses that are worth buying that have been built in the last ten years. So what what do you do in That's that situation? How do you find like? And, and maybe there isn't one. I'm trying to short circuit this thing. But is there? I mean, I'm looking for pimples when I'm looking at the uh, when I'm looking at the, the trip MDF, yeah. and everything, and just see if they've built it with MDF. Yeah. Are, there, are there other things like that that maybe I can look out for that just go, oh, that's a bad sign. Yeah, you develop a keen eye. Yeah. I mean, we we kind of have a unique perspective because sure. this is what we do all day, every day. But you develop like a, an eye, like 
as soon as I walk in the house, I can just look, boom, boom, you're the same yeah, way. No. Boom, boom, this, that, and the other thing. Okay, that, you know. Uh-huh. So really, it's, it, it, I know I already said this, but it's just education. Like now that yeah. you know the, the MDF dim, yeah. dimples and volcanoes like right, that, right. now you know, like I'm gonna look, okay, I've got this panel here, this wainscot, I'm gonna look at it in the light at an angle. Yeah. Because that's where you're gonna see it. You know? I, yeah. I, I agree 100%. And, and, and I think that uh, I remember talking to an architect one time and he said he had a very wealthy client and he was a very high-end architect. And he said, uh, this guy has fired me three times. <laughs> I was like, how in the world does that happen? The guy wanted to build a house uh-huh. and uh, <laughs> hired my friend and said, um, I only want you to do the exterior because you know I can't really afford you. And I only want it. The guy had more money than anybody. Yeah. And said, I can't really find, you're only going to do the exterior. Try to hold him out. Yeah. Um, the... the uh, the homeowner goes, okay, finishes it, comes back to him six months later. Hey, can you help us with the interior? Because, you know, we're really not getting what we want for the and and he went through this process of of Did you say fired three times or hired three times? Well, probably hired three times, fired twice. Okay. Right. Um and That's and crazy. in that he he was uh but what was happening is the homeowner was being educated on what was good. Mm. And the homeowner at first didn't appreciate that, didn't understand. And then after he- Because he's thinking, you're costing me more. This is taking longer. Yeah. How, how can it be worth this much? Yeah. And then, but when he sees the difference between what my friend had designed and what this, what the other person was, you're like, oh yeah, this is a lot better, right? Yeah. And his- education process and i hear the same thing when people want to get into watches right mm-hmm. that they're like you know they start with the timex then they go to something then they get a rolex then they get a Patek philippe or whatever mm-hmm. they do right that there's this there's this layering that when you really understand the craftsmanship and you really understand what's going on there you want that finer thing assuming you can afford it yeah. but it's all education yeah i've gone down that road with tools even you yeah, know you start sure. with like cheaper tools and you're like Oh man, there's something so much better. Mm. So you you get the next better tool, yeah. and then you someone says, "Oh, that's cool. Have you seen this?" And you're like, "I didn't even know that was a thing." Right. So like, you know, talking about the sock example of driving around looking for socks, that made me think like, yeah, maybe you get a good deal on these houses, but you definitely didn't get the best pair of socks. Right. You know, <laughs> you got the inferior. Uh, house you know like so you buy these these production built houses with the inferior building materials yeah you got a good deal as far as price Mm -hmm. but you didn't get a quality product for sure you know so that's just something that kind of crossed my mind yeah so i mean it seems like some of the things i'm looking for are i really don't want mdf i want to make sure the door has some weight to it uh because you know the the cardboard yeah. inside of and everything like it's that. Part of it, yeah. And then for uh, sure. you know shutters are another one that I'm looking at as to see whether or not they're just tacked onto the side of the house or they match the actual size of the windows if they closed. Maybe if they're on hinges. Well, I or think not. I think too you're 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 um, you're looking for design, okay? Because okay. all of those things that you're mentioning are design decisions. And if that person has the sensibility to understand how shutters could, should go on. Mm-hmm. Okay, so those are the kind of things I'm looking for. Cause right, we're the educational podcast to try and teach people, you know, what, what do we look out for? And so I mean, those are super helpful tips to go, there's no design here. Right, and so I know I know we're going to get into styles of homes and um, different build styles and everything like that later on in the podcast. But um, I do think that's super helpful on the front end. Now that we 
can identify colonial versus Victorian versus whatever, uh, or we meaning myself uh, and any other similarly apprenticed listeners right now. But I do think those are really good, helpful, tangible takeaways. Um, I also think like when I'm looking at a piece like this, like this piece of molding is so detailed and has like six tiers to it versus the Home Depot one, which is probably this bit, like half the size, right? Mm -hmm. And has the similar like cascading effect, yep. but it's like two or maybe just one little big lump. You're exactly and then right. nothing else, right? And so it, just a lack of detail maybe. Yeah, and, and having a big molding like that, like a five and a half inch molding like mm -hmm. that, if you, a lot of time, and this goes back to the whole design thing, Yeah, a lot of the way houses are built the door is so close shoved up to the wall you you can't use that right because like when i was doing my house like yeah. trying to trying to mess around with that making it my uh, production built house i was like heartbroken because all my doors were like this close to the wall <laughs> so i had to like just yeah, rip the casing or yes. do something else and i don't like the way uh, ripped casing looks so i just went with a smaller molding profile molding yeah and um but that goes back to why is the door shoved over here? Right. You know, why it's don't we... It's a design we, issue. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, you want to get that more centered and more proportioned. Yeah. You know, even if it is off to the side, can we put it like five inches away so uh -huh. we could fit that? Well, and there's, there's, there's another thing is that there's this concept called punctuation. Okay. okay? Punctuation is the classical term or, or, or idea in classical architecture that... If you have a door opening, you want to punctuate the opening. Mm -hmm. Punctuate, think of an exclamation mark or a period at the end yeah. of a sentence. It tells you when things start, tells you when things stop. A punctuation is there is a ratio of one to five, one to six. So if you have a 30-inch opening, you have a five-inch molding, yeah. right? Now, five-inch molding is a big molding today, but you know the two-inch and inch and three-quarter inch casing that we try to use today can't punctuate the opening. Mm. So... There are things that are happening. It's not just I want a big molding. I want to be able to define that entrance. I want to be able yeah. to find that opening. And punctuation is a really big deal. So, cool. I mean, we're talking about casing and stuff. But there's there's an art and a reasoning behind this yeah. of why why would we do this. Cool. Yeah, and, and like one of the struggles I have is, or like when I would go into these, you know, production built houses yeah. and offer my trim upgrades is they're so open concept. In the floor plan, there uh -huh. isn't any punctuation. It's like, um, you know, dining room, living room, breakfast nook, um, yeah. kitchen, and this is all a big area. All in one room. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. they're they're like, we want to do a wainscoting in the breakfast nook, and I'm like, well, it's gonna stop in the middle of the wall. Like oh, we have to take yeah. it around the whole living room, and that doesn't really look good. So you know, it's just cool to see things that are so intentional. Where they're, they're so well thought out, like yeah. the homes of the past that we always talk about, yeah. where it's like, okay, this was the purpose of this room was meant to be a dining room. So, and that way you can emphasize this is a dining room by putting a different type of wainscoting. Yes. You can put a different, yeah, yeah. that makes hierarchy. Sense. That's what you're trying to say. That's the Great. word you're looking for. Yeah. The, uh, what did I say? <laughs> where you are defining spaces, yeah. right? With moldings and you're communicating things. I mean, production builders love the whole open plan concept. Mm -hmm. Less walls, less moldings, <laughs> less stuff to do, right? They, it was it it like that. save money and they, they, they could make more money on a house yeah yeah it makes sense yeah so i i don't know like the the materials though 
if you go into a house that has something like a, a Windsor board in it, like these the molding, Cucan moldings, yeah. stuff that actually is you know historically accurate, actually sharp moldings, and then you go into a place that doesn't have that, right? You feel a certain way, uh-huh. and I think that's what anyone who has like a passion for craft realizes that that feeling you get mm-hmm. where you're like, dang, this thing is freaking nice. Whether it's yeah. a clothing garment, you know, this the way it feels mm-hmm. or right. whatever, you just know like, this is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I vividly remember moments where uh, in college, you're kind of asking everyone like, oh, what do you do? What do your parents do? Whatever, you know, you're kind of getting to know people. And uh, I was explaining what my dad did. And at this time I wasn't calling him an architect, but I was saying <laughs> uh, that he, he does custom doors and millwork. And I'm like, what's millwork? And I'm like, well, it's uh, like moldings. You know what I'm molding it? Like, no, I don't know what molding is. It's like, oh, look, it's right, you know, trying to point up to the, <laughs> to the wall. And there's no moldings. There's no moldings on any of the college dormitory rooms, of course, because they're meant to be like just little cells that you live in for a while. <laughs> but um, I mean, that, so it, you're totally right where you, you're in a room without it and it doesn't feel like there's any order. It doesn't feel like there's any, and there might be the, the tiny, like, what half an inch little molding that goes around the the edge of the yeah like the little shoe molding or something exactly which is great for a college dormitory where you're packed in there but yes when you when you're putting out money for a house it's like you want something or maybe you don't i don't know who who you are but i do you know i want something nice because it makes sense (laughs) and it helps provide order and structure and initially kind of like what you're saying makes sense that's the word (laughs) that yeah i got it